I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Baby, can't you see I'm calling Hello, Saturday night, we've been confined basically for the last, it's been so, been a, a week. fortnight, it's been a fortnight, two weeks, uh, I think so, I think that's how long a fortnight is, four score, that's the score is 20 years, years. <laughs> I don't know, just go with normal times, normal measurements. I don't know what a kilogram is. <laughs> it's a thousand grams. I, I cannot convert anything, anything. So if cooking, we have very limited, like teaspoons, tablespoons. Harlan uses them as toys. So I'll take whatever I can find. I'm like, I don't know how many half tablespoons are in a cup, but that's all I have. <laughs> You're trying to make tablespoons out of a cup. Sometimes I have to do what I have to do. Just gotta eyeball it. Well, our measuring cups are always all over the house. I found four measuring spoons and a measuring cup in his bedroom today. Cleaning. He loves to play with them. I've bought new ones so that he could play with the old ones. He plays with the new ones. So I don't know what to do. Are you? Am I boring you? So we should still have the old ones. That's what you're saying. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell you where they are. <laughs> they just all, just all <laughs> missing. They are. Oh gosh. We hope everybody stayed warm. Kept their electric. Mm. We super fortunate. Prepared to lose electric. Prepared ish. Ish. Very ish. We got batteries. Charged up flashlights. Got some candles. Some logs. Some starter logs so Abby could cook over an open fire. I don't know how she thought she was going to do that. Like roast mark. You're going to put a grate over top of it? Like how? I had to plan. I wasn't 100% sure, but I was pretty sure if I had to do it, I would figure it out. I thought like I could put a pan. Like I have that baking pan that has the, like it's a cooling. Boil water for (laughs) some lentil soup. I could at least like reheat my lentil soup. <laughs> we didn't lose anything though, which is amazing. Yeah, there was internet a, went off a couple times. Yeah, that's that's pretty scary at this house. <sighs> I'd say right now it's pretty scary at every house. Right. I mean, throughout the pandemic, that's what has maintained our sanity. Just we could all. Would you say it's a basic human need now? 
Um, yeah, I guess so. That's sad. Like if you... Like we can't call. I guess we could call without internet. Yeah, we don't need internet to call. Okay. Well, still like major form of communication. It's how we get news. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty important to us. Entertainment. I think it's important to everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Why is it so expensive though? Another example of the, the man. Cap, of the man capitalizing on our need yeah. to fulfill their greed. Oh, that was so profound. That was. Did you just come up with that? It was. Last week we talked about cults. Yep. We ran on to, I wouldn't call it a cult. It's more of a uh, fanatical group of passionate fans who I don't think they're fanatical I think that's a really negative term to use what would I think it is proper to use no I think it a has a passionate group of fans I like passionate I would call that fanatical F- fanatic has a very negative connotation whatever <laughs> I'm sorry please mansplain to me everything that you know about language I'll just sit back and listen I don't have a degree in English or anything continue Carry this on. fanatical group <laughs> <Not fanatical. laughs> have latched on to this free Britney Spears movement. See, you're framing it it's totally different than I would have framed it. I think it's a valid group. You don't think it's valid? I do. I didn't say it wasn't. Latched on, fanatical group. Those sound like they are grass. That sounds like they're grasping at something not really there. About a grassroots campaign. Beautiful. There. See, your rhetoric <laughs> sounds so much better. Continue. Tell me more. Anyway, we watched the documentary of the conservatorship of Britney Spears, which, to be honest, could have been chopped up into several parts and been a little longer. I think. Oh, I need more. I was not the conservative conservatorship is insane in and of itself like that whole aspect of her life is really hard to digest because her dad which like i feel like i probably need a conservatorship more than (laughs) she does just to be completely honest please someone tell us what to do what really just got to me and i i would want to spend more time in man in her trauma before even as a child as a female pop star how people interviewed her oh it was so cringy it's disgusting even charlie was like why are they asking her that like ed mcmahon asked her on star search if she had a boyfriend and if he could be her boyfriend that's disgusting that's weird it is but it would have and listen i'm all about inappropriate shit like it let's frame that differently but not in like not when it comes to talking to little girls like that you know but there was no way like adult to adult in a consenting situation i'll go dark inappropriate nine times out of ten but that was just a case of just how society treated females just the whole sexualization of a young girl 
and the people, which I guess I was, I don't remember it. And I'm trying to remember my reaction to it. I was not a Britney Spears fan, not just because where I was. It wasn't our kind of music anyway. It wasn't. And we weren't the younger demographic then. We were, we're the same age as she is. Right. So she's coming out. I'm, you know, I joked with Charlie because the number two album on the list is the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That's where I was. Yeah. And it's not that I disliked it. I just didn't like, I knew the hit and that was it. So it's a little rhyme. Um, (laughs) Get her a record deal. So I don't know that I remember or was aware of the transition and the anger that people felt because there was the governor's wife was like, she'd shoot her in the head. If she saw her, she would kill her because they felt that she had misled them as a former Disney star. Yeah. She was supposed to be this little wholesome, wholesome, all American girl. And then she comes out as she's, she's in her twenties yeah, and she's acting every bit like a 20 year old, which we're talking early two thousands. It was just mind blowing, I guess, for her to start having a personality that a young woman would have. And, you know, they talked about, like, feeling sexy and dressing that way and wanting to be that. Yeah. It angered them because they felt like she should have forever stayed. Like one guy said, just wear your blue jeans and sing and songs. Barefoot. That was disgusting. <laughs> he get in the, he get was in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's this... I look at that and think, God, that's such a sign of the times. But look at what's happening now with... Um, I'm going to screw up her name, Jojo Siwa, Siwa, who starts out on Dance Moms, starts out as a dancer, has Mm -hmm. this, I mean, she's, you you know, you're a certain demographic or your fans a certain demographic when you're like selling your clothes and and peddling your wares at Walmart. I don't mean that negatively, but Walmart has like that, you know, doesn't Walmart have like a, like they don't sell like certain like music with explicit lyrics and stuff like that they you used talking to. about their merch or their music their merch and their music like they're uh-huh. at one point was like kind of a wholesome morality to it am i wrong they can buy anything at walmart now was but was that a thing at a time i mean anyway yeah they sold edited versions of everything right. back in the day that's i guess i'm pulling that from my that's what i associate with things at walmart so she has her hair bows Younger girls, very pre-tween, seven, eight. Selling out these like big glitter bomb concert type deals. You know, your Claire's Boutique queen kind of girl. And then she announces most recently, how old is she? Like 18 now? 17, 18? She's a grown teen and announces that she's gay. And parents are just like, hey, they're livid because they feel as though she has like led them astray she went off brand and like she is who cares a human living being and what does that she still performs and your daughter likes her and she likes her hair and her dance moves like let it freaking be she's gonna turn gay oh my god that drives me crazy so i feel like what she's going through is the equivalent or similar to what britney went through and people and and so that's like phase one you know, she lives her whole life through this traumatic, like, let me just... And also in an era when, like, scummy paparazzi shit was 
Yeah. Like that's not really a thing anymore. I get I mean, it might be, but now everybody's it's all social media stuff. Well, yeah, everybody's footprint so heavy online like we you can get canceled without without someone being right next to you. They can just read your shit online and and do that. But so that's happening. Hasn't happened to me yet. Oh god, knock on wood. You just got yourself canceled. Canceled from what? I don't know. Just they gonna come boycott me outside? Probably. Boycott this podcast. Hey, any publicity is good publicity. That's not true. I am going to disagree with you. I'm going to go on the record to say I do not believe that. The views of this show is not consistent with both co- po- both hosts. Both what? <laughs> both hosts. So don't let me in with anything he says. Um, but anyway, that there's that whole scene. But I really... in that... Sitting with Charlie and watching that was, you know, it was interesting because she's has lived her life in a very, I'm going to use the word woke, but just a, oh my God, that's disgusting. No, sir. No, you can't say that. Yeah. And, but for me, it was when she's clearly trying to become her own person and just the whole mental health, just the. Oh, she cracked. Like, who wouldn't know? And who's You're rich. To say, you just got. Married, you had two kids, like bada bam, bada bam. Then all of a sudden, you're 25 with two kids. You're divorced. Nobody is and everybody to you wants about postpartum depression. Nobody yeah. is trying to foster that, and it's in a in a time. I mean, what what are we looking at? Two thousand four, five. Yeah, we are not talking about mental health then, like we do now. Yeah, not even close. And my heart just broke looking at that, going. Like, she's clearly postpartum, 100%, and just trying to raise a baby the best she can, but she has to do... God forbid, every time I had Charlie Thomas out, somebody was watching me with a camera. (laughs) God forbid. Like, I was doing the best I could, but I'm sure I screwed up on... There's that whole night at B-dubs when you're, like, holding a... She's five days old, and you're holding a hot wing up to her face. (laughs) Like, as a joke, but you take a pic of that, somebody takes a, the wrong picture, and... That baby ain't got no teeth. <sighs> yeah, it's... You can't do anything right. I mean, you're going to anger some Karen somewhere at some point, and, and when it comes to being a mom, oh, God, that's where they come out. Mm-hmm. That's where they come out and come out. That's where the attacks came. It was, you know, she was just a bad mom on everything. Like, to say that is just... Because you know what? She's already questioning, but what people don't know or choose to ignore is she's already questioning everything she's doing. She doesn't have a mom that's necessarily like super present in her life anyway, because she, at the height of her fame, was living on her own. Right. And not didn't have that connection there. So her Mom was raising her little sister. Right. So, and dad's didn't know that but was out of the picture so she's already probably questioning every move she's making as a parent trying to make the right move mm-hmm. so to ha- do that and have people criticizing you oh my god i can hear you chewing ice i swallowed it thank you <laughs> it was not gonna go go well so i like right there and that's where everything kind of falls to pieces for her. so it gets to the point when the infamous head shaving. She attacks the paparazzi with the umbrella. And the paparazzi, the, they interview a couple of those people. Mm-hmm. And the ones that like. That guy was such a dick. He's like, you know, I would ask her like, hey, like, 
we felt she needed us as much as we needed her. And this is the time when pictures were going for like a million bucks. Like, what the? People actually bought magazines then. And the right, whole thing right, is so right. dated because it feels like a different time. It was a different time. Right. But like she sold 11 million physical copies mm-hmm. of One yeah. More Time. One yeah. More Time, yeah. And like, what the I mean, you go. You can get the the streams, but nobody's buying that music anymore. No. I mean, even seeing the the cover, I was like, oh, I mean, I saw that everywhere. The Rolling Stone cover. Yeah. 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 Everywhere. Um, man. Yeah, that guy, the paparazzi. I was like, I mean, she just meant like leave me alone the rest of the day, right now. But like, she didn't mean leave me alone forever. Oh, okay, <laughs> sir. Okay. So, spoiler alert, when she has this rough patch in her life, like her dad swoops in, they get mm-hmm. a thing called a conservatorship, which I've never heard of ever. For that age. For anybody. I think it's... Like, for, it's for old people. Or, like, men, like completely, like, you do not have the mental capacity to to do this. It's like a crazy power of attorney type thing, you know? And I just... And so, basically, what they do is they take control of every aspect of her life. So, instead of doing that, they do that. Instead of saying, what do you need? How can we help you? Let's go get some therapy. Let's... Oh, she's been in rehab a couple of times already. That's rehab. That's not therapy. That's, like, different. I mean... I feel like it'd be an intensive... She needed some true, like, let's dig into this... And they're and everybody's blaming somebody else. Everybody's like parents are blaming some guy. Everybody's blaming her parents. But she completely lost control. And then miraculously, like she comes back in a huge way. Sells out concerts, goes on tour. She's on like but I what, don't know if it's American Idol, America's what she's on some show, then she gets a residency in Vegas and like is a What's weird making is making a bazillion dollars. When you see her on stage and, and granted these are clips. And then you see her, you see the clips of her talking, even in the early stages of her career. She seems a controlled, determined, very with it businesswoman, like even in interviews. But then you see her Instagram now. Abby turned me on to it last night. I'd never I really I looked I'd at it. I told you about this before. So I've been on it for a while and... There's a whole like podcast on it. There's a whole like you got to read through the comments and people are. A, you want to talk about some deep analysis? People do. Yes, some deep they analysis. are dissecting that like frogs in tenth grade biology. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy, but her voice is different. Her makeup is different. Her hair is different, and, and just those aspects alone, it's very. And she's like dancing and doing weird shit. And right. It's it's super weird. For me. And she's isolated. Like, there's no... You don't see her kids. She uh -uh. posts her boyfriend on there. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's the makeup and hair. And I've heard different theories on this. Like, well, all of her life, since she was, I don't know... Little. Somebody's in her makeup. Like, when you've seen her on, you know, did she ever learn how to do her own makeup? I'm like, eh, you feel like she'd pick up something. And her hair is kind of crazy she just she just i don't know like her makeup is smudged like her mascara is smudged and you're 
and her voice, her voice is different. Like the way she talks, it's very childish, very immature. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. And I don't know. Part of me's like, is she just playing everybody? Like, is this just like a. Well, the best part was like, they were going to announce her new residency is going to be like mm-hmm. the biggest thing in Vegas. And they have this big live stream. Is that like right before COVID? I, I didn't get a time. Two, on that. Yeah. 2018, 2019. Anyway, well, I so. I thought it was like right before 2020. I thought. Uh, I'll I can't look it up. Anyway, so she's going to do a performance and all this, and she rises up from the stage and walks the fuck right on out of there. Doesn't say a word, doesn't do an interview, no performance, and then goes dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's some power, though. Like, you got to think, even in that. So she does that. That makes me feel like she's very in, in control. And this is when the free Britney movement starts because she does yeah. that, and then this podcast gets a anonymous voicemail from somebody who worked on the legal team for the conservatorship, saying they forced her in to go to this rehab or whatever. Yeah. And so that's when free Britney came about. And and then there's been some legal things that have happened, like they they didn't take her dad off the conservatorship, but they added. Somebody that she wanted on oh, there. He's a skis man. He's a hundred and ten percent of skis. I don't know. Was it her sister that got caught up in that? I like. I feel like it was her sister. Her Pieces. sister had a show too. Her sister maybe lip sync on SNL or something. No, you're thinking Jessica Simpson. Damn it! No, I'm not. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Simpson's, Simpson's sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. So close. And she just ran off. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like that. Song. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it, where we've been at. We didn't even cover JT, but <sighs> man, mm. he's trying he Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. He's not kind justifying of a, him. Kind of a loser. And they're like trying to cancel him right now. <laughs> it's not it's not happening. <laughs> didn't he come out and apologize and He may have. I don't know. Yeah, I think that was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He could, you know, people know. asking if he's had if he had sex with Brittany, yeah, and he just gave a total guy answer, stupid Neanderthal guy answer, and uh, just to be a gross guy. But I wonder what Kevin Federline's doing now. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like though, that you know, whole... you've made it when Eminem disses you. <laughs> Is, like that, is that how you know you made it? I feel like you're something it's if something. he disses you. I didn't know he dissed him. Yeah. I can't remember what song it is, but. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. His, yeah. There's a Kardashian. And he's like chubby he, now. Is he? Yeah. I see. I'm so bad with. But he's like a full-time dad of those kids. Like he's got full custody. Oh, does he? Yeah. Does she ever get to see them? She has. Yeah. I think she's got visitation rights. Oh, God. That's so sad. I could not imagine that. At all. I can't. So if you want to watch it, it's it took us a while to find it. It's kind of hidden. On Hulu. On Hulu. It's, it's not in and of itself a documentary. It's an episode. Of a New York Times series. I didn't even look through the rest of the series to see if there's anything worth watching. I don't know. We're documentary could, people, though. Yeah. This could definitely have been pulled into a different, or to multiple Yeah. Parts. Standalone. 
I think it came on FX too if you still got the regular type cable. I saw somebody said like while we're talking about Free Britney, don't forget Amanda Bynes. I guess she's in the similar. She kind of. But she's been crazy for a while though. But it all goes traces back to like her original manager or maybe one of the original. I don't know. Listen, if you like, if you gave me twenty million dollars at nineteen years old and free reign of the world, I'm probably dead right now. Like I don't know. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. Like the amount of people that seek your attention and all that. Mm-hmm. I got sneeze. Oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's daunting and. You know, you you think, are we doing any better? Like, have we learned any lessons off this? Do we... I don't... I mean, have we? I don't know. The whole... I mean, there's been multiple, like, child stars burn out and... um, Are there any well-adjusted child stars that... I think they have to get out. Mark Paul Gossler. (laughs) Dude. Are you going to talk about Screech died? Screech died, man. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, they didn't like him at all. He was a... He's kind of a scummy dude. Is he a scum? Like he just got out of prison and all that. And Dang. Yeah, that's sad though. Yeah. It's still sad. Um, I mean, imagine people can't separate you from somebody that you portrayed as a kid. Right. I'm trying to think. Like, you think Eddie Munster ever got any jobs? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you think that dude grew up and be like, oh, I'm going to be in... Like the only one I I think that really hit it big was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that show with um, Tony Danza. What's his Who's face? The boss is doing. Um, I mean, he produces movie. Opie does movie, like he yeah. he's a producer. Ron Howard. Now. He's yeah. a director. Abby. Director. What I don't know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that kind of. Was I like mean, they're out there. Move. The success yeah. stories are out there, but yeah. it's. I feel like it's way harder if you don't have some kind of... I watched um, Parent of the Year alert right now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Charlie and I watched Almost Famous together. Mm-hmm. She loved it. She loved it. She loves that era or just she's curious about it. And so... Because it's so foreign to her. Like, I remember thinking like it was foreign to me, but to her... Yeah. Totally different world. She knows it's a true story, right? Yeah. She hasn't Googled it or anything. So then we were scrolling through Prime and Dazed and Confused was on. I was like, All oh, right. Char. Yeah. This was mom's, this is a huge fave. Yeah. So I was like scanning my brain really fast. Like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, it's, I mean, for a. Like, there's no, like, explicit, like, sex scene or, you know, nothing super traumatic violence-wise. It's just high school kids in 1976. So. Lots of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Not even drugs. Just weed. And um, drinking. A lot of drinking. And just a lot of um, male. um, Just that alpha male disgusting dominance over <laughs> sexualization of females and charlie is too woke for that yeah she did, she did she not like it oh she was mad at it the entire but she liked the movie she was like i really like the 70s i was like okay char <laughs> like this is a very idealized she was like were there parties like that in the 70s i'm like yeah, don't I, know don't i assume i'm not born for another decade yeah five years well 76 yeah for 81 um, 
but some of the actors in it and stuff like I'm Ben like, Affleck, yeah, who plays like the worst character in that. But some of the kid actors in there, I don't know where any of them are. None of them. Like you got Ben Affleck, Joey, Joey Adams. What's her name? Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, yeah. And she was in all like the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, Chasing Amy and all yeah. that stuff. And um. Oh, the one chick from Fifth Elements in there. Mia Djokovic, yeah. whatever her name yeah. is. And then you got Matthew McConaughey, which yeah. she... Yeah, that was his first movie. Yeah. Yeah, but like the the guy who plays Pink, like I don't know... Yeah, what, like... Where, where is he now? Where, you know, a lot of those guys, where are they now? But so she was like pausing and I was like, I don't know any of these, where any of these actors are now. But yeah. that movie was... It was big. I remember... Like we had satellite growing up, mm-hmm. and so stars back when you had these new, you had, of course, you had HBO and Cinemax and all that, mm-hmm. but you would get stars for free, like mm-hmm. in a package, and it played like four movies a day, yeah, on repeat over and yeah. over and over and over and over. And each week they changed the lineup. I remember Days and Confused was at least once a month, yeah, and so I remember watching it, I loved it two or three times a day, loved it so good. But, yeah, I was listening to Matthew McConaughey talk about his career and all that. And, like, he's so smart. Have you, He has a book out now, Green Lights. And he talked about, like, drawing a line in the sand, being an actor, where he was not going to do romantic comedies anymore. Like, he called his agent and said, hey, uh, I'm not taking any more romantic comedies. Hmm. He's like, okay. He's like, well, man, I thought he was going to push back. He's like, man, I work for you. He's like, it's whatever. And something like 18 months he went without work. Really? Yeah. Like he said, he was getting offers, like millions and millions of dollars for his romantic comedies. He said no. He's done some good stuff since and then, then. That was smart. It was like Dallas Buyers Club, Magic Mike, Lincoln Lawyer, like all those. I love Dallas Buyers Club. I remember he talked about it was like two eggs in the morning. Some fish and vegetables at lunch, same thing at dinner, and all the red wine he could drink or something. And how he steadily lost two pounds a week over like three months or whatever. Because he went in on that. Yeah. And for like Christian Bale did that, I think in The Machinist, 50 Cent did it in the movie, like where they just got so frail looking. You know, I think Dallas Buyers Club, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Don't watch it with your kids. Don't watch it with your kids. It's about AIDS. Yeah. You know, it's about this guy who gets AIDS. And this Buyers Club is basically like... It's a true story. ...underground pharmacy mm-hmm. for all these experimental drugs to for AIDS patients. Mm-hmm. AIDS was, or HIV? That's for AIDS. Hmm. That's um, And just how that... Like, I remember seeing stuff about AIDS, especially after Magic Johnson and all mm-hmm. that. And just, like, being scared to death of blood or, like, you know, because the way, just like we watched the crack thing and mm-hmm. how it's so sensationalized, like, everybody's on crack. Everybody's got AIDS. Everybody, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, am I going to get AIDS? I was reading, and I don't know if I, I don't know if and I And now we, nobody ever talks about it. Right. And I it's still out there. I don't even know if it was the book i'm reading or the documentary but like 
crack was on Time Magazine as the issue of the year. Like, what a weird thing. It was like the issue, not like the thing to talk about was crack it, because it sold. Like, it was a selling point. And that's, Mama, all crack? Yeah. Like, dang, like, what a messed up. But there is no conversation in 1985 about biased media. There's no conversation about sensationalized media happening and trying to sell shit. Oh, are you talking about? Fake news. <laughs> oh, so somebody's getting woke to the fact. What are you even insinuating? Fake news. Okay. What am I? What I'm just saying that at that time, nobody's questioning it. No, like, whereas now there's a. I think as a. Not that there's everybody in society doing it, but there is a group of us that are at least like very cognizant of where we are you gotta think back then the news was relegated to like national news was at 6 p.m right, or 6 30 right, or whatever right. and everybody watched it yeah like so you that like, you know so that sensationalism people in sold. eastern kentucky sold. are like oh my god crack crack yeah, you know that. you know and it was very told from a very biased oh my god one of the biggest comparisons that they the from the crack epidemic to the opioid epidemic is that in, for the crack was it was a race for the criminalization and these mandatory minimums that they didn't even think about how it would affect people. Are you talking about incarceration? Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's where this book launches and it you know not only are you giving somebody a, ma- a mandatory minimum of five years, so let's for say a you, gram of crack, yeah, that's a sugar packet, right? Well, it, and this goes as far as to weed too. It eventually, I mean, we're we're talking about crack, but also into weed. But any drug charge, which you can also be searched illegally, you know, and you serve that, you now come out. Let's say you come out five years later semi-normal, semi-human, you you try to pick your life up. Oh, guess what? You can't vote. You can't take out a student loan. And good luck trying to find a job. What are you going to do? Yeah. God, it pisses me off. But to compare it to the opioid epidemic, now it's not so much about criminalization as it is about rehabilitation. Right. In, In Portugal, they're having a crack boom, for lack of a better word, same time period. In Portugal, so instead of pouring money, the amount of money that we poured into the DEA, like, we're talking about millions. We cut education at that time mm-hmm. from something like $13 million down to $4 million so we could pump money into not drug rehabilitation. That gets cut. Oops, sorry. But putting it into FBI incentives, DEA incentives to criminalize this. We take money out of public housing and put it into prison building instead. That went up crazy. Portugal instead takes all of their money and puts it straight into rehabilitation. They decriminalize it and they get their cocaine, their crack um, problem under control. But yeah. us, oh, it was not in the best financial interest of the white elite to do that. <laughs> but the economy of crack was crazy it's insane like they were talking about how much he was like i owned that man was like i owned a car freeway rick ross i I wanted you know he beat his case he learned how to read in prison 
and figured out what they did was wrong and got his stuff overturned. Oh, gosh. I love because he basically got – he'd got out of the drug game. He'd made a bazillion dollars. Sure. I mean, he like the list of things he was just saying, I own this. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, I own a tow company. I own two liquor stores. I owned, uh, like I had all a the, motel. Yeah. I had a car wash. It was a restaurant. I was like, dang, a club. <laughs> and I don't know if you fell asleep or not, but it, they talked about there was a police officer shot in New York and killed. Mm-hmm. And until then, like, the police just turned a blind eye, basically, to the problems. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not our, you know, whatever. But when that happened, Katie barred the doors. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, you can't, you can't do that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And so it was, but then the, the corruption in like all the police oh. departments. Oh, it was and, dis- it's disgusting. So in the opioid, uh, I think there is some, like, there's some resistance to that. Because the resistance to the decriminalization of it, resistance to the rehabilitation. Like, there's still some people that are like, uh, excuse me, Narcan? I don't think so. Whereas that is a step in, in, in like, um, what's that thing? Uh, like syringe. Um, like an EpiPen? No, no, no. Like this, like the programs where they like give about. you clean syringes instead. Like a needle exchange program? Thank you. Couldn't think of that word. Um, like those are components in trying to. Make it safer. Yes. Like you're, you, you come in the grips that you know people are going to do it. Right. Just make it as safe as possible. So that's them. a really hard mental state for people because just like with like abstinence programs and all these other programs dare like dare was the big say no to drugs was the biggest stupid waste of time like they did a study on it and they're like yeah that didn't do anything um at all (laughs) was that that was nationwide right dare's nationwide um but think, I mean, think that we are paying a, an officer to go into schools, and that was his job, was to be the D.A.R.E. officer. Yeah. And, you know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. So just the mental state of, like, let's pour money into, like, the, the direction we go with that. It's just we are very single, single-minded single in that. Which I don't, I don't know. Like, that's a hard place to get to, to be like, let's decriminalize it. And right. It's scary. It's terrifying what would happen, but I don't know. It's all a part of the... There's got to be a balance somewhere. Uh, maybe. I think. I don't know. But people got to let go a lot of, of their discomfort and their privilege and their their egos to... Like, there's a part of this, like, at least I'm not that, like to this you know and so i can stand back here and just judge the hell out of you for having that problem and tell you what you need to do but i'm not living that life i don't understand that lifestyle you know so i don't think people want to do that and you get to the point where like these are laws right these are on the book laws Mm -hmm. against this that but prohibition was a law Mm -hmm. like there's you know Mm marijuana is legal in like 93 states now mm-hmm. you know like it's so it, come to us like, for historical facts <laughs> you can change like it's not they're right. not some concrete written in stone like they are made by man but isn't it crazy though 
And you the, stand, and, but you can stand back and say, "Well, that's the law until it's not the law." Well, but the em- law doesn't mean it's right. The embedded psychology behind that, like the push from reefer madness, was so strong that people still today will not let go of that. There, I mean, they <laughs> won't. Like that is like you're just they went crazy. <laughs> you know. It, but that is the rhetoric that they have just held on to so strongly that they are not going to see any other way of life for that whatsoever. You know, they won't see any type of like medicinal purposes for that. But, you know, go ahead and take your um your your serotonin, your S whatever I take. <laughs> the the, I don't know where you're going the medicines and stuff. We don't think twice about that. But it's all where that money's going, big pharma. I know. I know. But, you know. All interesting stuff. I guess I can go kind of a little conspiracy theory crazy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's not a conspiracy. With, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Like being locked up together for the better part of a year. Gosh, it's here. It's next week, I think, makes a year. Abby's birthday's coming up. Yeah. No, I guess it was March. It was March thirteenth. March thirteenth, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, less than a month. Mm-hmm. We're on the year anniversary. Like, think what about we, this. We, do, do and we we've talked about this. Do you put an Easter basket out at night? Does it? Do you put your? What do you do? How do you celebrate? Turn a mask upside down. Somebody <laughs> drop some hand sanitizer in it. <laughs> if you hang it on your door. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like we would have been going to the Tyler Childers concert. Yeah. Oh. There've been some really great concerts have come are coming back though. Yeah. There's been some wonderful like who we were in March <laughs> throughout the summer like just the phases of this will take a long time for us to like unpack and and dissect and you know like how how will we look back on I I hope there were some really hard days and there were days that I just, I broke multiple times, mostly through being a teacher through this. Um, The parenting part, again, I've never been able to sparse out what was quarantine parenting versus what was, I'm just raising a hard teenager, you know, like that's, and and you got that and you've got a wild ass three-year-old who's basically never been social in his life. He's a feral little (laughs) barn cat right now. So we've, we have dealt with that and that has caused a ton of anxiety with me just because I don't know what the future holds for either one of those two, you know, right. um, Charlie has had some hard moments and I'm like, what is it going to be like when she's around people every day? You know, it presents a different set of problems and challenges Um, and fun opportunities to parent. Um, we've, but we've had some good, I feel like we have some good moments. Like I hope she looks back and remembers like all the movies we've watched or, you know, just the fun little, her zoom birthday. Yeah. So lame. Um, you know, we've not had any big trips. We, you know, we didn't, we try to be as consistent. Like our consistency was really bad during this time. Um, I don't know that she sees that. Well, the temperature of, of what was going on was changing kind of rapidly from good to bad to awful to whatever you know we spent the first three months basically safe at home right what's that word pivot like (laughs) and then it's like okay at memorial day 
things can open up, you know, normal travel goes back. Then we get the mask mandate. And then it just all becomes this revolving door of cases are up and up and up. And then, you know, we hit like first of November or even, you know, right after my birthday, we shut down again. That was in December. And it's like, well, what do we do? Right. Like how (laughs) I was the last, like Harlan's because of the weather hasn't been to physical or OT. Yeah. It's therapy in a couple of weeks, but I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to, to Heather. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't read you. I don't know how you feel about this. And I was like, basically I, whatever suits me is <laughs> the rules. Like whatever these, that's a great societal look out for your fellow man mentality. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've not, you know, probably the riskiest thing I've done is fly. I feel like, first off, like I like being a teacher and stuff. I felt like I have to kind of like model this. You know, I do want to be back in school. Therefore, I'm going to wear my mask out in public. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I wear my mask out in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you don't do that. Um, I have been angry at the inconsistency of stuff, and I don't handle that very well. So it's like. We can quarantine over this thing over here, oh, but we're yeah. not going to... And that just pisses me off. Um, I've not been so... Like, I've, I'm good if I know places are in control of a situation. Where I'm not good is, like, if the unknown of me risking getting somebody else yeah. sick. And I know I that... I think that's been from day one. Like, you don't... That has been my... I don't care if I get sick. I don't want to get somebody else sick. I cannot live with myself if I were to get somebody else sick. And so, like, just... But you're vaccinated now. When do you get your second dose? This week. I'm really nervous about next weekend. I have... Listen, to be completely transparent. Yeah. It's like 50-50 on the people that I know that have gotten the second dose Mm -hmm. that had zero effects. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... The the nurse I talked to at the, the doctor's office, she... Felt a little something at the first one, but the second one, she said, I, I was fine. Um, but then I talked to other people at another medical facility, um, and she was like, oh, it, it killed our office. Like, people are having to take off work. Cause yeah, that's, that's how it was at my office. One was okay, and then mm-hmm. two were okay. The older two, actually. Yeah. Then the younger two, it fucking wiped them out. Yeah. I have a teacher friend and he said it was the worst three days that he's ever been. He was like, like crazy fever dreams. Like he called just to tell yeah. me his dream that he had. And it, but it was all like fever induced stuff, yeah. you know? Um, so I was planning to go to an event on Saturday, but I canceled just because I don't like, I get that Friday. And, um, but I have a friend who's my around my age and she did the second one and said she had a headache um, but she she did something that day, and she just kind of pushed through. So she felt like that helped her. They had a they had a tournament. You got to tough it out. So she she had a headache. So mostly it's been like I have a headache. I need to go lay down. Maybe a low grade fever. So. Like I'm on the list to be vaccinated. Are you? Yeah. Why don't Two you go- list. Are you? Yeah. Not gonna call one that they're ready for me. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> like I signed up for St. Clair a month ago. Not a peep. Sign up at. Uh, Fayette County at UK? I'm not a teacher or a first responder. Oh, how'd you get on the St. Clair list? I'm 1C. Oh. So I'm essential, 
but I'm under 60 and gotcha. Or I'm under 70 and yeah. Just I, I mean, I'll feel better once good health. Like we're talking about going back to school generally full time. The high school has to be a little bit different scenario, but um, why? Sixty percent of our student population is virtual right now. So I'm teaching. So you have to keep that option open for the rest of the year. That the statement from I don't know if they're going to change this, but the statement at the beginning of the year is once you go virtual, you're virtual. Like you can't like because of number shifting, we can't bounce back and forth. You can't go. I'm virtual this week. I'm I'm going to hybrid this week. But they can't say okay after spring break, everybody back in. They could. I mean, yeah. they, they absolutely could. Our issue is like we. I just want not, Harlan to go full time. He won't. He never will. He was never scheduled to go full time. Preschool is not a full time. We do not fully fund preschool in Kentucky. I've told you this. So even if what it has looked like in the past is half days, and then he goes to daycare half day, but we cut daycare in this county. Listen, I know so, we got some cares money left hanging around somewhere. So we don't um, we don't have a daycare option for him. So if it, under a normal year, he would have like when we signed up for this, he would have done preschool in the morning and gone to a daycare situation in the afternoon until we could go pick him up. And then, like, Friday, they he only do that four days a week. That's all we fund preschool for is four half days. And then he would have done. Um, so, like, the child, you know, we kept Charlie when she was at Mapleton in child care after school for basically the whole time. That's not there. It does not exist. So, that doesn't exist now? No. They started something for kids who were going, um, like, at one of the schools for kids who were hybrid. They can only go on that day that they attend school. So it was just part of the stuff that oh, got listen, cut. You educators got to get your shit together. It's not us. It's the funding. It's 100% not us. We would offer that stuff. There's a lot of crap we could offer if our funding went to it, but, you know. Really? Yeah, Gary. Listen, follow. Cut a, cut a couple buses. Cut back on your gas. You're an idiot. You're a complete moron. Are you serious right now? No, we got to buy tanks for the... Uh, the, the the police need a, need a tank in the local No, I'm talking about out of town. your budget next door we got to have tanks for yeah. our small town I'm, i think until you need one of those yeah you're like holy shit we need a tank convert a bus is all i'm saying Convert a bus. but yeah there's a book on the militarization of the police and how that kind of shifted things and, and so like what i'm learning like you just can't let it go can you what it's like apples and oranges what in the hell are the you funding doing? for you versus the funding for everything else? You're an idiot. I'm talking. If you pour I'm money, saying, in, like where, like where you invest, that is what you foster. So it, let's foster, let's front load the good, which is education, versus trying to build more prisons. Let's just be honest, though. Oh God. No, I mean, I, I think you agree with me. The whole education profession has taken a hit through covid like oh we were all fantastic like saviors. i saw adam carolla say something like the teachers either don't want to go back uh or the teachers need to admit they just don't want to go back or something to that effect thanks adam carolla i'm like Here's the thing. Why would you like, there are some places I'm not speaking for my County at all, but I know like I follow a guy who teaches in a bigger public school system like Chicago and the assurance that they have that they are walking into a safe clean, like 
we are, we got our stuff together. We have people cleaning our desks. It's happening routine, but we're a small county, smallish county school, but these larger public schools don't even have a, a tiny iota of the custodial situation that we have. They don't have the same amount of student teacher ratio. So you're walking into a situation. They don't even have PPE, you know, for, for that. So to walk into that and be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, do this is a huge risk for them. Whereas I can guarantee you that I'm six feet away from my kids. I've got, they're six feet away from each other. We do mask breaks. We, you know, I have a mask on. I know they have a mask on and I know that I am supported when a kid chooses, you know, kid, they're not, they're not even, you know, if I say, Hey, your mask is, you know, worst case scenario, a kid comes in and a mask is too big on their face. Right. Get, pull it up or I give them I feel like this at this time like there's no this there's point no in history ma- it I'm didn't bother me a bit to wear a mask no in in the winter time I'm going to do it forever so <laughs> right like it, it is yeah I love it but um so to hear people say that it's that sweeping generalization you can't like every school system is so different like that pisses me off and you've got some teachers that have been doing it in person since like, I think my friend over at Fleming County, they've taught in person forever, but I'm like, man, you've got like a quarter of our student population over there. You know, right. like it's a, it's a totally different situation and great. I'm so glad that's out there, but every school, so it's not necessarily teachers just have to admit they don't want to be there. You, like it's not walking into a situation, Mr you know, TV star where you get to dictate what's in your green room, you know, at your, on your, whatever those things are called, your, uh, whatever you want, you know, because you're contracted, we don't have that. Like who, like we're dealing with the general public for hours at a time. It's not Walmart. It's not like, I can't say, nope, you're going to have to leave now. I have to educate you. I, you have to sit in this chair and I'm going to sit with you for 90 minutes. Every day. Social distance. Yes, but, you know, it's, you know, and we're like, uh, really matters what your ventilation system is like. And people are like, oh, we don't have one of those at all in some schools. Like, we don't have air conditioning. That's not a thing. Open the window. Right. But, you know, it's right now. Are there schools with air conditioning? Yes. Yes. In this county? Not in this county, no. I was going to say, like. No, but, like, so when people say those big sweeping comments, like, like our my know grade school what didn't you're have talking about man we had a coal fired like heating system no air conditioning Bro, i have windows i have multiple windows i am probably one of the bigger classrooms in the school i can't say that if i was not sitting in the room i'm in if i was sitting in the middle building two without windows i wouldn't be a little like eh, i'm a little nervous i'm a little you know you keep your windows open even like right now? No, no, not right now. I don't. Um, it gets so cold in there because it's such a big room. Like it's yeah. hard to heat. Um, but in the in the fall, I kept my windows open almost every day. Um, but the thing is, like, I'm not. I don't know what vent. Like, I don't know how to do the ventilation. That's not my brain. And we know so little about this. Like, should I be? Where should I be pushing air to? Toward the door? Toward the window? I don't know. Like. Uh, yeah, you know, and you read articles. Yeah, I, you remember like one of the first places that really dug into the ventilation system was Tattoo Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in 
China, like when they're saying we're going to go back and we're only going to send elementary school kids back and they're going back full time, they aren't messing around. They had UV lights that would go on at night and completely disinfect the area and they were on all night. They had, uh, they had like mass like temp taking devices that would like take the temperature of you know everybody walking in and you know they but they graduated that return to where who needs to probably be back the most you know everybody should have to be back but your elementary kids like there's a bill on the table right now that says if you want to repeat a school year you can you can't if as an elementary school parent i would be like maybe so I'm not going to deny, like the gain, like what you're gaining, not to dismiss what I'm doing. Right. But, you know, it's. Gotta it check just, that age, I'll make sure they're still eligible to play sports. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how that factors into this whatsoever. But as an elementary school parent, I would probably pause and think about that a little bit more. You know? You remember we, we they talked about holding Charlie back? We did. We wanted to. Yeah, right. But, and then we're like, oh, wait, we're no they, there was that. no, we, could, we couldn't. Yeah, that whole social—you can't do that as as much anymore. There's a lot more pushback on that. But she does. She has a late birthday, mm-hmm. and you know my kid's going to turn 18 in May and then run off to college. And I just—why would you not? What's the? What is the downside of holding her back? That year that she would have to repeat and uh, I mean regroup. Yeah, and for Charlie, she would be bored to death. But I've not seen it turn out bad for kids, and I've seen my, you got to do like first, second grade. Well, I've seen kids in middle school. I, I've seen it a lot more in middle school than you know earlier in my career. Yeah. Not as much now. Um, but sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, especially seventh or eighth grade, you know, a parent looks at their eighth grader, and, and there are just some girls who they don't turn thirteen until after, or some boys that, until after Christmas, and you're like, it's a different kid. It's just a different maturity level. You're like, are they ready to go up to high school and? Like probably our, not any of them our kid is going to high school in a year and a half like dang she doesn't know how to shovel snow and <laughs> I looked outside she was talking on her phone <laughs> like propped up on the shovel not even shoveling it uh, no. who's she talking to Katie Oh, she did a horrible job shoveling snow <laughs> I was like, go get the, go get the snow off my car. I'll take the shovel. No, <laughs> you're not going to shovel snow. I was like, Charlie, that's going to scratch my car. Oh, oh. And then I just saw her beating the crap out of my car with a broom. I was like, that's not helping whatsoever. So, I, I mean, not to, I'm going to sound so old saying this, but I was definitely her age. I could wash a car by myself. I had to. Like, my dad was like, go wash the car. Okay. <laughs> And, like, that was my job, inside and out. That's our fault, though. Man, but when you ask her to do it, she does such a crap job at it. I guess she, I don't know. But, you know, with that, I could mow. I could do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. I shoveled the driveway. I did that kind of stuff. I would, you know, my dad, if we had lumber, I would move that crap. I didn't do, I could clean a room. And I cleaned houses. Like, that was something, like, I would clean for family members and stuff. Um. I wasn't, like, I don't know how to cook. Like, I didn't know how to cook growing up. Right. It just wasn't something that I did. My mom did that for me. Um, I didn't know how to do laundry. I just didn't have to. You know, so, whereas I did. That's clear. Oh, is it? Tell me more about that. 
I'm listening. I've got all my ears open. Tell me more about how I don't do laundry or I don't clean. I'm listening. <laughs> Come on. Freedom right here. Let's go. One last thing before we leave. Uh-huh. It's 12 days to your birthday. Mm-hmm. How old am I going to be? 22. Mm-hmm. You've not acknowledged that I'm turning 40, and I can't believe like there's nothing big planned. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean there's nothing big planned? Like on my actual birthday. Like, it's on like you, a Tuesday. No, no, it's not. Look it up. Um, you know how much I love my birthday, and it's birthday month. Oh, your birthday's on a Thursday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have much planned. And now, like, I can't, you can't plan anything because I've already called you out on it. I'm like, so what are you going to do for my birthday? And you're like, oh, nothing much. Like, we're going to do something later in the month. You just, you didn't even hold that as a surprise. So I've got nothing to look forward to now. You're not looking forward to that trip? I am, but it was supposed to be a surprise. I want surprises. It's my 40th, man. I had surprises for you. That glass you're holding in, in your hand. The trip was not a surprise. There weren't parts of the trip that were surprising. That's true. I had a good trip planned for you. I got a good trip planned for you. Mine was better. (laughs) I'll just cancel yours then. How dare I even try to do something nice? It's my 40th. And I love my birthday. (laughs) So there's nothing on my birthday planned. Look, Gary's... Mo is to run out to Walmart like he has planned it all along, and he hasn't. That's not true at all. Stop. I, of the two of us, I am the better gift giver. Yeah, but there are multiple times where you have just grabbed the kid, and you're like, let's go to Walmart. and So they could pick you out something. Oh, that's all from them? Yeah. Nice. Solid. So I'll get like a bag of York peppermint patties. <laughs> that's Charlie's go-to for you. <laughs> and um, some random items you gotta think for christmas for mother's day a gift card he'll 100 percent give me a gift card (laughs) speak some truth here it's true you want to talk about mother's day you want to talk about christmas random gifts Mm -hmm. but you're going to just phone it in on my 40th now i am (gasps) Got nothing big planned. Just gonna wake up and pretend like it's just another Thursday. <laughs> oh. All right. Next week will be it will be your birthday week. Will be. Will it be birthday month? No. Oh. Is it birthday month eve? No. Dang it. The day that this come the day that that podcast comes out will probably be birthday month eve. Do I look like I'm forty? Yeah. <laughs> All right, until next week, Mm. I'll be plotting on what to do for Abby's 30th birthday. No, you won't. We'll see. Okay. All right. I love you. Love you, too. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.